Now let's get to Sydney. Murray Olds is our correspondent and there's panic with cases of the virulent British strain emptying a hotel in Brisbane. Yes, very good morning. It's the Grand Chancellor Hotel and um, almost 130 people uh, frantic uh, who were guests in this hotel from the end of December. In fact, just before Christmas, I beg your pardon. I mean, what happened, it just underlines, doesn't it, how infectious particularly the new variants are. Uh, there's a couple who arrived uh, from overseas, from Britain in this case, went into hotel quarantine, as is the procedure. Uh, another couple, a father and daughter, arrived from Lebanon. They were also on the seventh floor of the Grand Chancellor. And there's a cleaner on that particular floor. She gets the infection, goes home, gives it to a partner. They think, hang on, they trace this back. There's the two British people who have arrived. They're also infected, so to the uh, man and his daughter from Lebanon. All of a sudden, six cases pop up at this hotel that's been on the same floor. So, of course, uh, the contact tracing system goes into overdrive. I suppose to the extent that it worked, it's a very good test of... Uh, of, of just how, you know, prepared authorities are, particularly up in Queensland where she's been slamming borders shut. Now she wants to get rid of the hotel quarantine idea and put people way the heck out in the boondocks in abandoned mining camps. Uh, I'm not sure all the health... In, in New South Wales on any given day, the people who are looking after returned travellers in hotel quarantine, uh, according to the figures we heard from the... Uh, New South Wales Health Minister, about 3,500 people every day are looking after these returned travellers, be it cleaners, cooks, be it uh, security staff, drivers and the like. Uh, simply not practical to have all of these people go and live in the desert. No. I mean, she's just having another panic. Uh, she closes the doors all the time to people when there's a couple of cases. I mean, these people aren't living in the real world. Have a look at elsewhere around the world, and that's where you've got a real problem. Look what's happening in Britain, for goodness sake. The numbers, the deaths and the cases, extraordinary. Anyway, so there's been that little panic, but uh, uh, certainly they've managed to track down all the people who were in that hotel on that particular, uh, uh, during that particular window, I should say. Uh, sadly for some of them, quite a number, they've got to go back into quarantine. So two lots of hotel quarantine. Can you imagine it? My God. Questions from some doctors about whether you should be using the AstraZeneca vaccine there. That's right, because the Australian government, um, for a bunch of reasons, has decided that that's going to be the number one line of defence here in Australia in terms of a vaccine. Uh, it can be manufactured here, which is good, uh, by CSL, Commonwealth Serum Laboratories. It can be made here, which is a fantastic thing. Uh, it can be made much cheaper. Uh, and it doesn't need to be at minus 70. It can be just kept in a refrigerator, which, you know, tick, tick, tick. Everything about that is good. The efficacy rate, though, at this point is down to about 70%. And some medical professionals were looking at the AstraZeneca ones and the Moderna uh, vaccine as well and thinking, hang on, they're 94, 95% effective. The efficacy rate there, far superior. Well, you know, that's great. Yes, it is. But... A, we haven't got access to those because they're being made offshore and being distributed around the world. And B, the AstraZeneca one, as many epidemiologists came out yesterday in a great big howling mass, yes, take it. It's a hell of a lot better than nothing. And if you get the double jab, you get up to 70%. 
I was amazed to learn, Tim, that yesterday, um, all the, you know, the flu jabs we've been getting every year for years, I don't know about you, I get one every year, given my age and so on, they're only about 50% effective anyway, <laughs> uh, which, which, about which I had no idea. Uh, you just roll up, get your sleeve, up yeah. it goes, bang, and goes the jab. So I think maybe we're being a little bit too precious. Anything is better than nothing is the, uh, is the broad consensus. Can you tell us more about this ghastly business in Melbourne? Well, um, yeah, uh, little girls seven, five, a little boy three, and their mum, uh, who's mid-40s, they were found dead in the family home. Around lunchtime yesterday, they were, police were called, paramedics called by the father and husband. Now, he is uh, assisting police with inquiries at this point, nothing to indicate that he's responsible, but certainly... Uh, uh, police said last night there's no one else they're looking for in relation to this. Now, whether or not um, it could be, uh, you know, a triple murder-suicide involving the mother, but it may be that um, the father has carried out all of these all of these uh, murders because it's the most horrific crime scene. The poor old paramedics and police, uh, the first responders who turned up there, they were just shattered. It's just a terrible sight. So. Yeah, I, I suppose we'll know more as this as Friday unfolds. But as you say, the most atrocious and horrible, horrible uh, crime scene to come across. Dreadful. Thanks, Murray. Murray, old uh, correspondent across the ditch. It's now.